This episode is in partnership with Authority Magazine. Authority Magazine, a medium publication, is devoted to sharing in-depth and interesting interviews featuring people who are authorities in business, pop culture, wellness, social impact, and tech. Using interviews to draw out stories that are both empowering and actionable. Authority Magazine believes that good stories should feel beautiful to the mind, heart, and eyes. When you think of four-wheeled Americana, you probably think of the Mustang or the Camaro. But there's another bright red American icon with less horsepower, the little red wagon. (laughs) Today, we're going to meet Robert Passon, the chief wagon officer at Radio Flyer. So get ready for some good memories. Robert, welcome to Believe in People. It's great to be here. Listen. Let's get one thing uh, out of the way very quickly. We've all heard of a CEO, and we've all heard of a CFO, but what in heaven's name is a CWO? Because that's what you are. Yes, I'm the chief wagon officer, which is what we call a CEO here at Radio Flyer. (laughs) A chief wagon (laughs) officer. Well, that's that's a new one for us, but we're behind it 100%. (laughs) Thank you. How long have you been doing this? Uh, Well, I've been at the company for 30 years. It's our family business. So that's how I got my job. I was born as the grandson of the guy that started Radio Flyer. um, And I've been the chief wagon officer for most of my time here. And Robert, when I think of a little red wagon, it sparks, I mean, it's really remarkable because it really sparks like curiosity and your imagination and it brings you, you know, a feeling of joy and happiness. How can a little red wagon do all that? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I think that's really the power of, of Radio Flyer and the place that we've held in people's hearts for so many years. I mean, the fact that this little red wagon is such a basic toy that it's you know it's got a body and four wheels and a handle it's really a vehicle of the imagination and you know when we when people tell us their stories about growing up with radio flyer there are always these stories about playing outside with people they loved with the wind in their hair and the sun in their face and they were imagining that their wagon was a race car or a rocket you know so there's all these wonderful positive emotions that surround radio flyer and I think the fact that it is this kind of canvas that people can paint their own story on is really what makes it such an enduring brand. You know, in our um, introduction to you, uh, we talk a little bit about a lot of the, you know, uh, four-wheeled American icons that are out there on the road, like the Mustang, the Camaro, the, the Dodge Challenger. But you've got one, too. I mean, you really do. I love it. (laughs) Every kid in America knows what the radio flyer is. And and, and is that a, I mean, are you finding that that grandparents of, uh, or what have you, are, are passing all of this down to the next generation? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, one of the reasons why we've you know, stayed in business and we're thriving 106 years after the founding of the company 
is because the product has evolved through the years. So yes, the, the core essence of the product is the same, you know, four wheels, a handle, transportation, you know, moving kids around. Um, but the product has also evolved a lot. So you can still buy that classic steel iconic radio flyer wagon that everyone imagines. Um, and we sell a lot of, you know, wagons that fold up or that have stroller like features where you can push it like a stroller or pull it like a wagon and have seat belts and storage compartments and canopies that shield the kids from the sun. So we really stay close to the consumer and we want to help solve problems for families. You know, and when that problem is, how do I get my kid, you know, uh, on a trip to visit the grandparents in Florida? You know, we've got a perfect wagon for that that folds up and can fit on the plane. And while the family's waiting in the airport, it becomes almost like a play area that's contained for the kids in the wagon. So I think we always are trying to thread that needle of being this classic brand that everybody knows and loves, but also being very current and relevant to families today. And I think too, Robert, that that comes really comes down to you and your and your vision because um, I mean, although people may feel that they're joining this Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory sort of environment because it's fun and playful, uh, one thing that struck me is that you wrote the other day on LinkedIn that years ago, so probably three, three years ago, you needed to rebuild the team if you were going to achieve like everything that you wanted for Radio Flyer, what you wanted to accomplish. So, what's one dream that you're really proud of that you achieved, and and what what took you there? Yeah, I mean, when I came into the business, um, the business was really at a crossroads, and it the, we had been in business for seventy years at that point. You know, so for, that's a great run, seventy years. Um, but any business that's been around as long as we have has its ups and downs. And so, you know, we'd become a little bit complacent. We'd become a little bit inwardly focused. And and at the time, I was going to a school at night. I was getting uh, my business degree at night. And I'd read these stories about, you know, companies like Southwest, where they had these playful cultures and Herb Kelleher, you know, doing all these stunts. And I was like, wow, I wish Radio Flyer could be like that. I wish we could become a company and a team and a culture where people would actually ask us, you know, how do you do that? And it seemed like such a kind of pipe dream at the time. And we were so far away from that. Um, but we worked really hard and I hired great leaders and we designed our culture. We were very intentional about designing the ways that we work together. And after working on it for a number of years, we were rated as the number one best place to work in the United States by Fortune magazine for companies under 300 employees. So I think that's one of my proudest accomplishments because uh, it took a huge team effort and uh, it took many, many years of consistent you know, perseverance and working really hard to build the culture we have here. And that's really the, the foundation of everything we do is our team and our culture and having great people doing their best work. I, I do want to ask you uh, about the history of the company leading up to this point, and then we're going to bombard you with questions about what you're doing now. But, but okay. the, history, the history of Radio Flyer is fascinating. I think a lot of folks if you if you believe in such a thing might say that it's sort of an american dream kind of story and so tell us a little about your about your granddad and how he because as far as i'm concerned he kind of stumbled into this thing uh in terms of starting to sell wagons in the first place correct yeah, you're right. I mean, my grandpa was an Italian immigrant. Uh, he came to Chicago when he was 16 years old. 
Um, and he came from a small town in northern Italy, and his dad and grandpa were both carpenters. And my grandpa grew up learning how to make things out of wood. So he had this technical skill um, when he came to this country. And when he came to Chicago, like so many immigrants, he just took any job he could find, you know, working on construction crews and railroad building crews and, you know, really kind of tough grunts, um, manual labor, until after a few years, he was able to save up enough money to rent a small garage on the west side of Chicago, not far from where I'm sitting now from Radio Flyer headquarters. And in that garage, he started to try to put these carpentry skills to work. And he built furniture and phonograph cabinets. And he also built this wooden wagon to haul tools around his workshop. And as people came into his shop to buy the furniture, he started selling the wagons. And like any entrepreneur, he just went with what was selling. And so the, he, the wagons were selling more and more. And then eventually he just focused completely on that. And he called the first wagon the Liberty Coaster um, because the first thing he saw when he came here was the Statue of Liberty. And he was always so proud of being an American immigrant. And he tended to kind of sugarcoat his immigrant ex uh, experience, I think, you know, and, and downplay the really challenging and difficult parts of the things that he faced. Um, and he was a huge believer in the American dream. And this was the land of opportunity where he found his success. And eventually he started to make the wagons out of steel so that he could mass produce them. And that's what really resulted in the creation of this iconic Little Red Wagon that we all know and love. And it also earned him the nickname Little Ford because he did for wagons what Ford did for cars by mass producing them and making them affordable. Huh. Wow. So I wasn't, I wasn't so far off with the Ford Mustang uh, analogy there. Yeah, you're and, right. And, and like but, my grandpa was a huge admirer of you know people like Henry Ford and Thomas Edison and you know some of those real innovators of you know the American economic system. So then it went from Liberty Coaster to Radio Flyer. How? Yeah, that's a, everyone asks why Radio Flyer, and it's because they were the two coolest high tech inventions of the day. And my grandpa was always trying to connect with what was cool and modern and American, and so. He chose radio and flyer because, um, like today, if you were naming it, it might be something like quantum AI dronester you know, or something like that. <laughs> um, it was just really cool, high-tech buzzwords. And it's funny because now it's become this very nostalgic kind of retro name. And Robert, what about you? Is this the path that you wanted to take? I mean, were you sort of okay as a baby? This is what you're going to do? or <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I was born into a Red wagon. That was my first cradle. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, the first time I came to Radio Flyer was when I was five years old and I came to work with my dad. And I remember, I have such vivid memories of that day of walking around the factory and, and hearing the sounds of the punch presses and, you know, seeing the wagons on the conveyor line. And this whole thing seemed like this kind of magical Rube Goldberg machine that was cranking out <laughs> these little red wagons and sending them into the world. And that was really when I first started to fall in love with the company and the brand and what it meant to people. And so, you know, my dad never pushed the business on us. He, he, he always said, you know, if you're interested in it, you know, you're welcome to come to the business. You're also welcome to do your own thing. But because I had fallen in love with it, I worked here summers growing up. I also fell in love with the idea that we could take this incredible, you know, gem that my grandpa and dad had built and really build it into something much greater than it was. And that's, that's what really motivated me because I feel like, you know, my presence here is really a gift. 
you know, I was given the opportunity to do this. So uh, it's always been really motivating to me to figure out how can I take this gift and make it even better and greater than it is. So um, am I correct in saying that, the, that it was introduced at a World's Fair or something originally? Yeah, exactly. I mean, in the so the that iconic steel radio flyer wagon that I was describing, my grandpa developed that in the late twenties, and then he learned that the the World's Fair was coming to Chicago in nineteen thirty three. So he thought that would be this, you know, really once in a lifetime opportunity to showcase his new product and new brand. And at the time, these World's Fairs were, you know, like nothing that really exists today. It was pre internet, pre mass media. So it was when the whole world's eyes would come to a city like Chicago and look at all the cool inventions and new things and cultural uh, celebrations. And so he built this giant uh, four, 50 foot tall boy riding a wagon, this art deco style exhibit. And underneath it, he, they sold little miniature wagons, branded radio flyer. Um, and it was really the birth of the radio flyer brand and the launch to the world. So uh, in terms of, um, you know, in terms of survival, and I guess that's what we talk. I mean, there's your company is 106 years old. There's a lot of companies that aren't hanging around anymore after that long. Why you? I think it's a few things. I mean, I think it's it's been our choice. You know, as a family, it's been our desire to keep it going as a family business. And um, and I think another really key part is you know, the foundation of our company and what's really in the DNA of it comes from my grandpa. And, you know, I mentioned that he was this, you know, he had this skill as a carpenter and he was super passionate about great quality and great design. And he was always always really passionate about uh, service and treating others with kindness and respect. So he had this, I think, really wonderful blend of being a very motivated business person who wanted to build a business and wanted to make money and wanted to have success and wanted to do it the right way by treating people well, by coming out with a product that he could be proud of that lasted a long time, you know, that provided a a functional service to people. And those are really powerful things that are in our foundation. And that's how he raised my dad to lead the business. And that's really how my dad raised me. And I think you know, it permeates our culture, it permeates our products, and it's it's the kind of people that we hire and who succeed here at Radio Flyer today. And Robert, just, I'm, I don't even want to make the assumption, but has your the Radio Flyer been in uh, films? How many requests do you get? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been in a lot. I mean, really organically in films and TV shows. Um, and I think, and that's one of the ways the brand has been built is that, you know, if, if, if there's a... Uh, a show on TV and they're showing a family backyard, you know, chances are there's going to be a radio flyer wagon prop in that backyard. Yeah. You know, I have, um, because we're in Chicago here and and you know this uh, as well, um, you know, there's an outdoor concert venue just actually up the road from where I live called Ravinia, which is the Chicago symphony. Everyone from the Chicago symphony to sting to, to, um, Willie Nelson perform up there. And of course, it's you sit on the lawn like you do at, you know, Red Rocks or other places. Um, and um, all day long, people are coming up the street with red wagons, often with yeah. a cooler in the back because you can take your supper or your, your dinner or your lunch or what have you. 
and they drag it up there. And if you go into uh, if you go into the show, everyone has their blanket and their picnic and everything, and they brought it all there in, as you mentioned earlier, some variation of the original little red wagon. I mean, you're right. They they pop up. They, some of them fold up. They're made out of like canvas or something like that. But they they do all seem to be red. Is that by design? Yeah, I mean, that's really become the iconic uh, color of Radio Flyer is red. Um, you know, early in the early years, you know, my grandpa made a lot of different wagons in a lot of different colors, uh, but the best sellers were always red. So that's what became the iconic color. Um, but we do we do pro, we do wagons in other colors, like some of our higher end stroller wagons now will be a charcoal gray with red accents. And um, so we, we mix it up a little bit. But, you know, whenever you see that Radio Flyer logo, it'll be a red background with a white text on it um, to be consistent with how consumers uh, remember us. And I think what you're describing, like with the, the wagons, you know, a big part of wagons are that it's a toy and a tool. So when the kids grow up, then. Somehow that wagon sticks around in the garage and it's used for gardening or hauling out the recycling or going to picnics. So I think that's another aspect of our product and brand that has made it this enduring thing. And I think too, Robert, you know, with the really with the wagon, you've and I've I've when I look on your website, you have really created a lot of products. I mean, and you you sort of moved with the with the interests, you know, uh, scooters and you know and um, different kinds of uh, play toys and that kind of thing. So what's your, what would you say is the, the latest and greatest that you've created? Yeah. I mean, the way we've grown really is, is beyond in, in wagons, like I've described, but also beyond wagons. And, and for a long time, we were really focused on anything that kids can ride on. So scooters, tricycles, and trying to innovate and come up with, you know, tricycles that fold up, you know, to make them easier to hang up in the garage or, Tricycles that you can start out as a stroller and you push it as a stroller, but then as the kids grow up, the components come off and you're left with a, a tricycle that the kids can ride. And our latest uh, endeavor is really a big one for us where we launched a line of electric bicycles uh, wow. for adults to ride. And we're really focused on um, really trying to provide bikes that families can use to replace car trips with bike rides. And so we have a line of cargo type bikes that uh, can haul kids in cargo. And, um, and they have some really unique, nice features where we'll have a cargo area on the back of the bike where everything could fold down and two kids can ride on the back of the bike. So a parent can actually drop off their kids at school and then go run errands with the bike and bring the, bring the groceries home and things like that. And we're really excited about it because we think this is a, uh, area that we can carve out because we're all about families and we're all about helping families, you know, haul kids in cargo. That's what we've always done. But it's really a new application that's, you know, it's better for people's health. It's getting people back on bikes that haven't been on bikes for a while. And if you've never ridden an electric bike, I know, Kevin, you have, but if you've never ridden an electric bike, it's amazing because it's like having the wind at your back on demand. Um, and you're still really riding a bike. It's not cheating. <laughs> so, so we're really excited about the, these new products. That's great. And do you ship everywhere? We do. I mean, the electric well, bikes. I'm, I'm uh, in Canada right now. <laughs> yeah. Currently, the electric bikes are just in the U.S., but we do have plans to expand that as, as we develop the product line. But our okay. other products, we, we ship everywhere in the world. Fantastic. What is it like 
dealing. I mean, are you a big kid? I mean, your 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 entire your entire world is well, except with the, the electric bikes. But you know, we're all big kids, and we like to ride bikes too. But what, what's it like having your entire being kind of focused on the happiness of children? What a lucky guy! Absolutely. I mean, it's amazing. It's it's. To me, when I'm having the most fun is working with our team, who's incredibly creative and coming up with new products or new ideas that will bring joy to families. And, you know, when we get it really right, um, it's it's just incredible because we get all this feedback. We get photos from families, uh, you know, especially during the pandemic. It really uh, shined a spotlight on it because, you know, families were stuck at home. They were buying our products to entertain their kids, to get them outside, you know, to blow off steam. And we get these photos and letters from families saying, you know, the, we're, <laughs> we got cabin fever. You know, the kids are bouncing off the walls. But our best part of the day is when we go outside and, you know, ride the go-kart or go for a tricycle ride. And so, I mean, our mission is to bring smiles and create warm memories that last a lifetime. And and you could say that sounds kind of corny, you know, but it's true. We really do that. And so when people first start working here, when we hire somebody new and they start telling people they work at Radio Flyer, you know, they get that back from people. They get those stories and they get the warm memories and it just feels amazing. So uh, I feel very, very lucky. And I think, too, it really helps, uh, Robert, because I, I, I noticed that your one of your favorite quotes is by Nelson Mandela. It always seems impossible until it is done. So I, I want to know, what uh, was there anything that seemed impossible for you growing up? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of things. I mean, you know, when I first started working here, uh, you know, some of our biggest customers, we, we weren't like we weren't even selling some of the biggest retailers in the country at that time. Um, we had to break into selling some of those customers. So uh, coming out with a complete new line of products we've never done before and didn't know anything about. And, and you know, pro that's the main thing we do is develop, we design and develop products. And there's a huge failure rate with developing and designing products. You know, and it's really hard to tell what's going to succeed. And the only way to really figure out what is going to succeed is to actually do it, <laughs> is to actually come out with the product. So, um, so we have a high we have a high tolerance here for product failures, um, and, um, and we know that you know we're most of them are actually not going to work, or at least not work to the level that we want them to. But we also know that sometimes there's you know the seeds of success are often in those failures, and that's what we learn a lot from. So. Um, so yeah, those are some, some thoughts related to that quote. Well, as we come to the, uh, close of our little half hour here, we ask, and it, it is interesting because what you've been describing to us for the last half hour is basically working with people, people within your own realm, within your own company in order to come up with these products. And then the people that you market them to, and the people who are sending you these photos, with the results, obviously, um, you have to be a big believer in people to be doing what you're doing. So, hence the name of our little program, Believe in People. We ask this question every week. Robert, why do you believe in people? Well, I think the alternative is really 
<laughs> dark and scary, I guess, is the <laughs> kind of the first thought I'm having. Um, <laughs> you know, my experience has shown me that if you if you put if you create an environment and a culture like at a company or any team or any organization that is really healthy, that has high trust. Um, that's respectful of people, you know, that celebrates people's diversity of ideas and backgrounds, that amazing things can happen. Um, so I think, you know, it's just to me, the proof's in the pudding by believing in people and building people and, and building a culture that is people first. We've had enormous success and it's just a lot more fun. It's just more, <laughs> it's a richer life when you believe in people and you trust people and you're open. Um, so those, I guess I gave you more than one reason. <laughs> yes, but you also passed it. That answer passed the test. So thank you very much. And there's nothing, okay, you know, in this in this day and age, man, there's nothing wrong with being corny, if you ask me. <laughs> nothing at all. Not right, right after well, what yeah. we've just been through. And you're yeah. cr contributing to the well-being of uh, humanity, Robert, in the little red wagon that could, you know what I mean? Like with everything that you yeah. do. I'm actually, I want to ask you one quick question. Have you ever thought, I'm sure you have, skateboards? I know that that would have been something. Yeah, we have thought of skateboards. Um, we, we've, we've been scared off just because of the injuries that um, happen with skateboards. But I mean, skateboards are a great product. Um, it's just a little scary because there, there tends to be a lot of injuries with skateboards. There you go. Right. Yep. Well, you could start sponsoring emergency rooms around the country, perhaps. But you <laughs> I don't know if that's the right. I don't know if that's the right message we want to send. But. No. Robert, thank, thank you, you for so spending much. some time with us. So grateful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Enjoy the new spring weather. All right. Well, great, great being with you. Thanks, Robert. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Well, Kevin, I am inspired by Robert and his, the, the red wagon that really started this whole thing. Um, because every time I think about uh, Radio Flyer, I do. I have a really good feeling. It sort of it sparks that curiosity and imagination and sense of play. So I feel good. And I'm, I'm grateful that Robert uh, came and shared his story. So you think of the red. So you weren't Dennis the Menace when you were growing up. You 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 had more uh, sort of uh, nicer memories of the Red Wagon than you being a Dennis the Menace type character. I take. Yes, it. I have to say that. Yes, I was that person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing about it is, when you think, I mean, that Red Wagon, it's like Coke. It's like Ford. It's like. Not IBM, but you know, it, it really is. When you see one, it's like, oh yeah, I was a kid once. And I and the fact that his success and he contributes his success, his company's success, to the way people are treated and the way they treat people, I just think is a wonderful lesson for us all. And if you want to hear more lessons like this and that one, uh, tune each tune in each week to uh believe in people because we got a whole bunch of them out there that've got great things to say so thanks for tuning in thanks everyone